can't talk now because I'm recording. Hiya, this is Bad Mama and welcome to my new podcast series, Influencer, where I go in search of some of the world's most unconventional social media influencers. And just like Influenza, they've gone viral. Their videos reach millions of views all around the world. I want to know where it started and where it's going to end. I've got the most bog-standard recording equipment. It's unscripted. I've no idea how to edit. So no matter what they say, it's going to have to go in. I've got kids running around behind me, a dog snoring in front of me, but it's better than homeschooling. So sit back, relax, maybe grab yourself a drink and enjoy these no-filter interviews. Was that all right? All right, I'll press stop. I'm going to go and top my glass up first. Well, I am so excited today because I get to talk to the one and only Mr. Lee Gill. And if you don't know his name, you will most certainly know his face because he was in the biggest movie of 2019. Yes, that is Joker incredible performance he's going to be talking to us about what he's been up to and yeah he may be putting to bed some rumors that we've all been hearing let's do this it's recording yeah i'll put it i'll put it i'll put it like just here where it's close to my 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 face i'll put it on something yeah the bottom the mic will just pick you up nicely yeah sweet we're good are we good Yay! Yeah, I think, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for doing this. That's all right. So, like, okay, because obviously you're my neighbour. I don't know if you know that. Oh yeah, apparently yeah, we're both from Surrey. Well, I'm not from I'm not from Surrey. I live I live in uh, Godalming. Well, Farnham, Godalming. Yeah, um, like near Surrey Hills. Yeah, yeah, um, but. My dad was in the army, so I've lived everywhere. But that's that's where I live now. So yeah, we're neighbours. You're a bit of a traveller then. No, not really. Not really. Well, I travel a lot with. I travel a lot at the moment, like for work. But yeah. So where's home? What's home to you? Well, well, well now it's it's like Godalming area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what are you doing in Italy then? Um, I'm doing an Italian movie. It's uh, it's an Italian, yeah, yeah. It's my second Italian film. Um, really? And it's with the sa- yeah, yeah. It's with the same director. It's uh, we're we're actually filming a Christmas movie right now. Um, I'm playing a, I'm playing a lead role, which is cool. No but, way! Like, yeah, but it but it's all in Italian, and I don't speak Italian, so it's really difficult. I'm parla italiano, no? Yeah, it's mental. Um, so how to so like, get around that? Um, well, I memorise my lines by, um, well, I rewrite my Italian script phonetically. Yeah. Um, I, I get like, well, luckily on this film, I've been given an amazing um, like dialect um, assistant. Um, so like we go through the scenes, we rehearse the scenes. She, she basically tells me how it should sound. Because like when you, when you see it written on a script and you as an english person you read it out it doesn't sound like proper italian <laughs> do you know what i mean it is not how it doesn't sound how you imagine when you when you read it out um so like once i i listen to how everything needs to sound i rewrite my italian scripts um phonetically um just sort of it's it's like fun gibberish are you playing an italian yeah well i'm playing it it's a, it's a christmas film it's a Christmas film, so I'm sure you could guess what kind of character I'm playing. I'm a bloody elf, aren't I? Oh. <laughs> but like, it's all it's all in Italian. Um, but yeah, like, so I'm like the head elf, um, and uh, yeah, the film translates to um, "Who Framed Santa Claus?" Right? And uh, go on, guess a line. Guess an Italian line. Make it romantic. Give you a line. Oh, I don't. I I don't know if I'm allowed to give any lines. I think there's probably things against that. Yeah. Listen, I'm Italian, so I'm going to be judging you there. Are you? Oh shit! Like, well, no, like the things. <laughs> <laughs> well, like obviously the ones you remember are usually the rude lines, aren't they? Go on. Like, um, stronzo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like you know, like to 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 a lady. If you've been a bit nicer, like stronzetta. Oh, very polite. No, 
You're putting the yeah, thing right? on that. There you go. Sorry, I'm a little bit drunk. <laughs> Listen, it's Friday. That's totally fine. Totally cool with that. I know. So listen, yeah. I've got so much to ask you because obviously right. you really hit big in 2019. See, us UK folk, we kind of already knew who you were anyway. Um, what from? Dick and Dom? <laughs> I've, done some, I've, done some funny, I've done some funny shit. You've done, <laughs> honestly, you've done loads of stuff. Honestly, you, like, you are quite a face. We know who you are. Um, I've probably watched you the most on the Keith Lemon. Could you get on quite yeah. well with him, don't you? Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, he's, he's the nicest guy on TV, I think. Is he like that in uh, real life, or is he just a normal geezer? He's, he's cool as hell. Yeah, he's, he's just like a, a... He's just such a lovely, funny, cool man. Like, I met him... I think I met him about seven or eight years ago at a party. Um... And then we just, like, got on both, like, a, a few beers. And uh, he knew I was an actor, so, like, he was just like, oh, I'll get you on one of my shows. And uh, <laughs> you know how it is, like, you have, a good, you have a good night out, you meet someone and you think, oh, you know, they were cool, probably nothing's going to come of that. But then, yeah, he meant it. And then, you know, about a month later or something, he got me on. I think the first thing I did with him was um, through the keyhole, we had a rummage through that Louis Spencer's house. You know, the the really camp pineapple dance that. studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Louis Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> What's he say? Uh, what are they going to do? Kill me? They'll have to catch me first. I'm like, I'll whip it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, that guy's crazy. He was like super fun. And uh, yeah, beautiful house. And um, I think it was actually uh, a Christmas edition of Through the Keyhole that Keith Lemon was doing. So he's actually called Lee as well, like spelt the same as me. And I think, Lee France. I think that, yeah, yeah. So that was like, I think the, me and him were both drunk when we met. And uh, like he asked my name and I said Lee. He was like, oh, I'm called Lee too. And like we both realized we, we both spelt the same way. And it's often used as a girl spelling as well. So we both had a little moan about that. But no, we are, he was doing a, he was doing a Christmas episode of Through the Keyhole. And uh, the joke was um, they couldn't afford reindeers. So, like, Keith Lemon was like, oh, so I got my mate Carl. So I, I became no, I became known as Carl on all of his TV shows from that. Because um, I guess, like, we're both called Lee, but he's Keith and then Carl with a K as well, like Keith and Carl, you know. Um, so I was meant to be his mate Carl from school that he paid 50 quid to dress as an elf because they couldn't afford reindeers. But then I, I, I ruined the episode by... In, I'm always in the background getting drunk off of eggnog and, like, peeing up the trees and stuff like that. He's, yeah. always, he got something, he's always got you doing something mental, hasn't he, and, and something crazy, and you love a laugh. Yeah. And a comedy about you. You, you, can ta you can have a good banter. Yeah, I mean, like, the whole, the whole team on... Especially Celebrity Juice, I've done it for years now. They're just awesome. It's just like a really cool, like, team, like, family. Like, they know I'm always up for anything. I don't usually find out what I'm doing until I turn up on the day. <laughs> they, they just they just text me, like, oh, Lee, are you free this day? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, why not? And I turn up, and then, then I get told what costume I'm wearing and what stupid little game I'm playing. It's great. I've ended up having dildo fights with Johnny Vegas. I've ended up, <laughs> like, having scraps with Danny Dyer, all sorts of shit. It's great. But it's so funny. And if anyone can catch up, well, where would you watch it? YouTube or something. It is hilarious. Um, I think, like, they, they tend to have, like, a couple, like, I think, like, the, well, the whole of last season will be on um, ITV Hub, but I don't know how far they go back. Yeah, yeah. So how does it happen that one day, you know, you're doing your little, your little series, your programmes in the UK, and then one day, no, hang on, before that, you did Game of Thrones, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. In Game of Thrones, I'm sure it was you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did, How yeah, did that season um, Well, I've got an agent, just like, I guess, any other actor, like musician, like yourself, you know, you have, like, agents and managers that they find the opportunities and then you audition and then 
yeah, you go through stages of auditions and hope you win. <laughs> you get so, really, yeah. really good roles. I mean, because everyone's got an agent, aren't they? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you're an actor, you've got an agent, but you tend to get, like, the creme de la creme roles. You, you do get... <laughs> well, I try to. I try to. Well, I, I definitely go through... I definitely go through periods of moaning that there's not enough roles, but... But I when you do get them, they're, they're biggies, aren't they? They're not, like, little roles. Uh, yeah. I, I've, had a good, I've had a good few years, which is cool. Like, I'm now at the stage where, you know, like, it's one thing being an actor, but there's another thing, like, where you're earning a decent living being an actor, you know? Um, so, so it's like, now it's good. Now things are good, which is awesome. So I used to, I used to work a day job... Um, like, you know, typical nine to five. I worked for the Ministry of Defence, right? Whilst I was you worked for the Ministry of Defence. Yeah, I was a fucking civil servant, but like I was, I was playing a playing in a punk rock band. I was, I was convinced I was going to be a punk rock star. Like, why, why the hell not? Yeah, I was playing in punk rock bands and doing that. Just convinced, like, oh yeah, like music is what I'm going to make it in music. Um, but you know, what I mean, there's not a lot of money in punk rock, is there? So, so to fund that, I had like a shit. I had like a shitty day job that I hated, um, and I I was just like, why the, why the hell am I doing this? Like, I always did acting as well, and I enjoyed it just as much as music. Um, and I started to get a few few jobs on TV acting, and I was just like, if I just quit my day job, I've got no choice really but to make it work with acting, and I know I can make it work, so I went for it. So how so how have you end up just being stuck in Italy? Because you're in Italy at the moment. Where are you? North or south? Um, I'm in Rome. Oh, you're in Rome. Okay, that's not too yeah, bad. Yeah. What's the weather like? It's it's all right today. The last few days have been good. Um, last week there was one day where there was a huge thunderstorm, which was kind of cool. But yeah, I know you guys have had snow, haven't you? Oh my god! And it's not even been a little bit of snow. It's actually been like knee deep. <laughs> I'm oh, not wow. even joking. It's been really, cool. really, yeah. It's it's cool if you want to build a snowman, but if you want to actually get out and do shit, it's not. <laughs> and it's actually really cold. <laughs> Don't like oh, it. Shit. So right. So you've done, you're doing your Keith Lemon stuff, Celebrity Juice, Through the Keyhole. That was wicked, by the way. I really, really do enjoy it. Are you going to be doing more of that? Yeah, I'll always, I'll never stop doing Through the Keyhole. No. Not Through the Keyhole, so I mean Celebrity Juice. Celebrity Juice, I, I, yeah. I only did one episode of Through the Keyhole, but yeah, Celebrity Juice I've done, I've done for years now. And uh, every season they just call me up and if they think of any silly idea, they know I'm up for it, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'll what always, is the I'll most, always say like... yes to them, guys. Has there ever been a time where you just think, all right, Keith, it's, it's, going, it's a bit far now. I don't, I don't really feel comfortable no, doing that. I mean, like, I, it's not really him, like, it's not him specifically that thinks of every idea. Do you know what I mean? There's a team of people coming up with games and shit. Um, but, so like, beating each I other mean, with dildos, you still didn't think that was yeah, the line? To... no, that was hilarious because, like, like, who doesn't love Johnny Vegas? The guy's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, can I tell you was, one time? That was, that was one of my favourite episodes. <laughs> he is a legend. And I remember this this time yeah. I, I was walking through, um, where was I? I was in Twickenham. Do you know Twickenham? I uh, know. No, I've been through it. I've driven yeah. through it. Well, I was walking past this bar and yeah. um, there was just this geezer really pissed, like leaning on a window pane of a pub, absolutely out of his head, having a fag. And he was like, all right, darling, have you got a lighter? And probably call me a cab because I'm fucked. And I've looked at him and it's Johnny Vegas. I was like, oh, my God, it's Johnny Vegas. He's like, no, please, please, just don't. I'm really fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to get home. Please help me. (laughs) And that was it, mate. Everyone was like, (laughs) wee. No, he's literally he's he's one of the nicest guys. He, he's so much fun. He is, and a like sweetheart. obviously, you know, like I'm always there to play these funny little characters in the games and that. Yeah. And, um, you know, a, a lot of the time my job is to attack and interrupt the celebrities trying to play the games. You know. Yeah. And it's shit. always it, it's always better when like you're doing it with celebrities that are not scared to get involved. They know, you know, it's all just a bit of fun. And like mm. if I'm attacking them, is 
if they're too like worried to hurt me or whatever, it, it's not as funny. But like someone like yeah. Johnny Vegas, he like he'll like push me on the floor and he'll jump on top of me with his big fat belly and stuff. And he, but like you know, what I mean, like I'm small, but I'm not like fragile. So like no, for me, tough. It, it it always turns out funnier with someone like Johnny because he's always pissed as well and he's always just like <laughs> jumping on me. It's like a proper scrap, and it turns out like way more funny on the show. But. Is there anyone that's been like quite awkward where you thought this isn't going too well? Um, I can't think of anyone specifically. There was there was one thing um, I did with um, what's his name, Russell bloody not. I knew he said Russell Howard. That's the wrong fucking person. Russell Brand. Uh, Russell Brand. That's the one. No, yeah, I did a thing with Russell Brand, and um, at the end of it, we had a bit of a scrap, and he threw me into a box. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but like I, I was just like hey that was fine he got stuck in um but then afterwards he came up to me all worried about it and i was like no i did it's fine i I did actually hurt my shoulder that time oh. but it's all, it's all part of it but like he was he was so worried and upset that he'd hurt me at the end of it it was like yeah he was a nice guy i was like that dude it happens like <laughs> i was attacking yeah. you we had a we had a scrap and I hurt my shoulder. It's fine. But like, I think he yeah, was just was thinking all... about the lawsuit, Lee. I don't think he was thinking about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> he was just checking I wasn't some arsehole that was going to try and sue him, yeah. Don't sue me. <laughs> don't write a fucking story, please. <laughs> but no, and then... everyone, everyone, everyone tends to be pretty fun on that show. It looks like just a night out. Do you know what mm. I mean? It just, it just looks like a right laugh. It is. It is. I'm, everyone's always drunk. <laughs> so what how was it with game of thrones how was that going for you because at the time it was a massive massive deal and then they've put yeah. an ending on it that just i mean no one spoke of it again after <laughs> like, it just came and fucking went a, like a fart in a lift <laughs> that door opened went out and that was it <laughs> no one ever smelt it again like what no. What was that like for you? No, but come on, it it was tragic because everyone was waiting for that, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know, like, I, I didn't really get, like, okay, so you know when people started moaning about how, um, oh, my computer's doing some witch. Hang on. Yeah, so, you know, everyone started moaning about how um, Queen of Dragon, Mother of Dragons started burning people and doing evil shit. Like, like, as if it was, like, too far out of character. Like, she'd been building up to that for ages. And, yeah. like, like her, her dad was the mad king. Like, yeah. she was always destined to do some crazy <laughs> shit. And I thought it was, like, everyone was complaining about it. But I was, like, finally, she's burning some shit with the dragons. Like, what's the point in having dragons if they're just in the background? I thought yeah. it was awesome when she started setting things alight. Oh, no, I love that bit. I really love that bit. But I just wondered why everybody had to die. (laughs) There was no surviving. It's Game of Thrones. It's Game of Thrones. (laughs) Everyone dies, right? (laughs) I I was gutted that I didn't die. Like, I've never had a death scene in anything. That's one of my things that I'm really bugged about. Um, Because I'm working on some films at the moment um, with, like, my manager and, like, uh, a friend of mine who's, like, a writer. Um, and yeah, finally, I'm getting a death scene written for me because oh, I've, I've never yes. died. I've never died in anything. I really want to. Have die. you been practicing That's... your death? Um, <laughs> well, it, it all depends on how you die, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but have be you really been practicing shit. just if... laying still? Eyes <laughs> open or <laughs> eyes shut? Mouth open or mouth that, shut? I practice that most days, every day. I lie still a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so you get yeah, is that died. is that in Italy? Is that your Italy What's film? That? You get your death scene. No, no, no. That, that's uh, some films we're working on. That uh, yeah, we're getting in, into production. But um, no, the film I'm doing right now is 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 like a family Christmas movie. It's going to be good. I play a bit yeah. of a bad guy. Usually, so I know, like you know, you know me from Joker. Where oh, was you Gary, in Joker? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I was in that, yeah. Oh, we no. should probably talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of the first time 
I got to play a nice guy, I usually get cut. If usually there's a little part, apart for a little arsehole, I get the role. So I've played, <laughs> I've played, <laughs> I've played a drug dealer. I've played a racist. I've played a gangster. I've usually played like arseholes. So it was nice in Joker that Gary was such a lovely man. <laughs> so let's talk about Joker because you've you've done these things, you've had little cameos here and there, and then one day, boom, you get this massive role in the film of 2019. Like for you, that has got to be just like a high five moment. Yeah, it was fucking cool. Um, so I think like they did cut. Co- Casting for that, they they cast worldwide, um, looking for the right guy. Um, and I think there was, like, close to 200 people went for it, like, all over the world, different countries, people auditioned for this thing. Um, so um, I was actually at, I was at a wedding the day I got sent the script, uh, just a couple of scenes, and they hide what the project is. All I knew was it was a Warner oh. Brothers project, no. And uh, all all the character names were different and things like that, right? Um, was, was what was they that... calling Joker? What did they swap his name to, like Tim or something? <laughs> uh, no, the, that character's name in in the uh, secret script was Jack, which ah. I guess you know, kind of a cool <laughs> thing, like Jack Jack Nicholson, right? Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so I was at a wedding. I got sent the script like in the evening and I was just like you know enjoying the wedding but the day after that I was due to be going to this all-day rock festival with a friend and uh my friend Steve he helps me out with all my uh self-tapes and he's an actor as well like really talented um so like I was meeting up with him to go to this festival but I told him I was like oh you know last night I got sent this script I was like, it's a Warner Brothers thing. I don't know what it is, but it's amazing. Like, I'd read through it. I was like, it's amazing. Um, but I was already, like, feeling rough as hell after the wedding. And then we had this all-day rock festival to go to. Oh, right? mate. So I think, the, I think the wedding was on Friday. Uh, no, the wedding was on Saturday. And, like, the festival we was at was on Sunday, let's say. And it had to be in on Monday evening or something like that, right? Oh, so, sake. But we... So we went to the festival, we partied all night as usual, and uh, knowing that, okay, we'll do the audition on Monday, um, but both felt rough as hell. So it ended up being like really late into the evening that I got round to his, and he'd already had a, an evening planned with his girlfriend, like now fiancé, I'm going to be the best man. Um, so, like, yay! <laughs> um, but like, they had this like evening planned, and luckily she's cool. As well. She understood. She 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 let me and him recover from our hangover and get to the point where we could act and do this audition. <laughs> took, so basically, she let you come down off the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, is your is we've... your are you end are you picking up me as well? Can you hear me coming out loud? I can hear you on just on my ear. Okay, that's cool. Headphones. I can hear a delay somewhere, yeah. but I don't know. Anyway, go uh, on, carry on. So she you, she peeled you off the ceiling. Yeah. Um, so we filmed it. It took a while for us to get in the zone, but we we felt really good about it um, and sent it off. Um, felt really confident with what we'd done. What uh, what scene was it? Um, well, it was. It was the scene in it was two scenes. It was one one of the locker room scenes, um, but in that like for the audition, sometimes they give you other characters' lines as well, just so they've got more to judge you on, right? Yeah. So in one in one of the locker room scenes, they gave me um, all of Randall's lines as well. Right. So in the audition, I had all of Randall's lines. So I was the one giving him the gun in the audition, whereas in the film, it's actually Randall giving him the gun. Um, which it confused me as well. It was just like because I was kind of the arsehole in the locker. They gave him the gun in the locker room. They gave him the gun, but then I was like the nice guy in the apartment scene. Yeah. But it made it made more sense when I saw the the proper script, knowing that they just wanted to see more of me for the audition. So yeah, because yeah, you so could I, have been Eva, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So kind of in the audition, I yeah they they gave me. 
a lot of Randall's lines as well, just so I yeah. could uh, check. Um, but, yeah, we had no no idea what the film was. But um, So a couple of weeks later, I was in Germany doing uh, another movie uh, with Till Schweiger. Cool film oh. called Head Full of a film called Head Full of Honey. Really good. Um, Wicked. Is that a little uh, plug there? Little plug, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll leave that in, Lee. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and it had Nick Nolte in it. Like, the guy's a fucking legend. Who doesn't love Nick, Nick Nolte, right? Um, but, yeah, so I was there. I was there in Germany doing this film, and uh, my agent rang me up. And so, basically, loads of people will send tapes you know, the people in America who live nearby might have got to audition in person. Um, but then they whittle it down to some options and then you get a phone call back. So all I knew was, like, I knew that most of the people from the UK had been told they hadn't got it. And the the, the messages they were giving my agent seemed very much like I had kind of got the role, like the casting people had chosen me but they can't just say yes immediately. They have to run it by, like, a whole string of people who are invested in the movie. You know, the director has to agree, the producers, all of this. So I'm I'm very used to that horrible period of an actor's life of feeling like, I think I've got this, but you've, you can't celebrate yet, you know? Because at like, any moment one person could say, no, I don't think he's right. Yeah, like, I've had it before where, like... Um, Casting director said, like, pretty much, yeah, you've got this part in the film, and then it come back, oh, no, he looks too young or something like that, right? Mm. Um, so, like, it, it got to that point where all very positive, like, I'll make sure you keep Lee's uh, schedule free and all of this, and and then they let slip a little bit of information that we didn't know before, that it was Todd Phillips directing it, right? So after I got off the phone with my agent, I checked online. I was like, oh, let's see what Todd Phillips is working on right now. And uh, and then I, it came up. It was very, it was very obviously the Joker. I was like, "Fucking hell, it's the Joker!" <laughs> right? And then, like, so then, like, I immediately like rang my buddy Steve, who helped me with the audition, and like, I was like, "Dude, like, I just had a phone call. It seems like I've definitely got this thing, but like, the usual process of having to wait." I was like, "But I'm pretty certain it's the Joker." I like it. And he he was like, yeah, I think you're right. Um, Mate, I can't even imagine it. I can't even just imagine how excited you must have been feeling. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, rather than, like, waiting around for, like, a couple of weeks, because I've done this before. I did it with, like, Game of Thrones when I had a similar phone call and then I had to wait for, like, two weeks before I fully knew. And, like, every time my phone, like, if, if I got a text or my phone rang, I had like nearly a heart attack. Like, oh, like this could be it, you know. Like it's it's horrible. It's horrible, right? Just knowing like everything you've done, everything's out of your hands, right? I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Like if if I feel like there's something more I could do, I want to do it, right? Yeah. So uh, I just booked a ticket to New York because uh, I knew they were casting from New York and pre-production was in New York. So I just booked a flight to New York and. Uh, Told my agent Lisa, she's the best. Um, <laughs> told Lisa, like, hey, like, I've, I'm gonna go to New York. And I'm gonna get this job for us. I was just like, I need you to uh, message the casting people and lie to them. Just say Lee happens to be in New York visiting friends, and while he's there, why don't you Mate. meet me? <laughs> yeah, because like, I, I didn't want. Because I think there's certain advantages to auditioning in person in a room because you get to make an impression, you get to, you know, like, I hated the thought of, like, it really seemed like I was the one they were considering, but if I hated the thought of there being potentially a close second that lived in the they States. snap it. Yeah, someone that lived in the States that they'd met in person and thought was a really nice guy, oh, he'd be nice to work with, you know, Um and they wouldn't have to pay for visa, except to pay for me to have a visa and everything else. There's a lot more difficulties with casting someone from a different country, right? And um, I just didn't want any disadvantage in that respect. So I told my agent to lie and say I was in New York visiting friends and they should see me whilst I'm there. So I went there and I thought, uh, 
best case scenario, I'd get a meeting with casting director. I thought maybe just someone in casting, right? Um, but yeah, Todd found out I was coming and Todd insisted that he met up with me one-on-one in person. And yeah, that was it. I had a meeting with Todd. He's a fucking dude. We got on and uh, that was that. Got the part. Wow. What a fucking story. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just can't believe... It's just, it's almost like they're holding their, your heart in their hands and they could just crush it at any time. Oh, it's, it's the a, worst. It's, a horrible it's the feeling. worst. <laughs> and how long does that go on it. for? How long did that go on for when they just had you in limbo? No, but it's the same always. It could be like two, three weeks where you get like certain information. You think, well, have I got it or not? But they can't give you a definite answer. That's yeah. one of the, like, you know, you, you just have to get used to it uncertainty in industries like this i think uncertainty is something you have to get very comfortable with so boom you're gary yeah gary what a what a cool name as well yeah you're gary you've got your script you've got your your clothes you're living where were you filming (laughs) uh we filmed uh mainly like new york and brooklyn just like it, it was mainly on location we had like um, certain a few little sets built in the film studio in Brooklyn, uh, but some of the like most of the places were locations around New York and Brooklyn. But yeah, and then when you thought, shit, I'm gonna be doing a movie with Joaquin Felix, and we're literally gonna be in the same scene. I'm I'm actually gonna be his mate. Like, yeah, what are you just thinking? Are you thinking, this is like unreal. Um, well, I mean, like, obviously, the guy's, he's one of the best there is, do you know what I mean, of our generation, like, the guy's just, I've never seen a talent like that in real life before, I don't think, like, I've worked with, I've worked with a lot of big names, and, but, like, I think working with him, like, I didn't go into it scared or worried or, or like, feeling like there was too much pressure or anything, because I've worked with so many other people before, like, I was okay, you know. Uh, but I, I don't think I could have ever have been prepared for him, how he is. But he's I, I, different, isn't he? He's something else. Like, you've got all yeah, your big Hollywood yeah, yeah. stars and there's something about yeah. him that is just extraordinary. Well, yeah, like, you know, he does his method thing and uh, I just, I remember, literally, it was the cool thing, like, Obviously, like, because Steve, my friend, who uh, who I said helped me with my audition, you know, at the time we were living together. And, uh, yeah, so, like, every day, like, when I went to New York, like, we were, like, FaceTime and stuff, like, how's it going? And I remember the first day that I uh, shot with Joaquin, um, I was back in my trailer and FaceTime Steve. And... Uh, big up, Steve. Yeah, yeah, big up, Steve. Um, just instantly, I was just like, dude, I was just like, I can't even explain what this man is doing. I don't understand what he's doing. I was like, I've never seen acting like it. And I said to Steve that day, the first day I worked with him, the first day I said to Steve, I've got no doubt in my mind that he's getting an Oscar for this. And I'd worked with him for like an hour at that point. Do you know what I mean? I'd never seen anything fucking like it. I think it was the first time I... It was the first time I really come across someone doing like method to that level. I just never seen someone so. He was just someone else. He was he was someone else. Um, but like I'm like such a friendly guy. <laughs> like when I work with people, you know, like I want to be everyone's friend. Like if there's a runner like who's getting me cans of coke and like chocolate, like I'm I'm easy to look after on a set because I just just some junk food and some fizzy drinks, right? But, like, I just, like, chat to everyone. I'm friends with everyone, you know. And um, my first day filming, um, my trailer was next to uh, Glenn Fleshler, who was playing Randall. And uh, we got called to go to the set at the same time. And uh, so we came out and we were walking towards the set together. And, you know, like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Lee. Like, we, we were getting to know each other as we were walking to set. And Glenn Fleshler is the loveliest man. Like, he is, like, 
I don't know, like, if you have you seen True Detective? No. Okay, no. so season one, season one of True Detective, he plays like the bad guy, and he's fucking terrifying, right? <laughs> um, and he's this big, imposing figure of a man, but he's so like he's very quiet, softly spoken, and like the ultimate gentleman. So that was kind of cool, because he he had this image in my in my mind. He was this scary man, bad from his guy, TV yeah, show. yeah, yeah. But he's just lovely. So me and him were walking towards set, like getting to know each other. And uh, we stepped into one of those, like, big service elevators that was going up towards where the set was. And then it was on someone's radio that, oh, hold the, hold the lift uh, because Joaquin was coming too. And I knew that uh, Glenn had started shooting one day before me, you know, so he'd already been working with Joaquin. Um, so I was there in the lift thinking, oh, it's great, I'm going to meet him finally. And thinking I'd do the usual, hey, lovely to meet you, dude. Try and make friends before we start working. Oh, don't. And, uh, I can see where this is going, yeah. Lee. Just stop. No, no. But, like, <laughs> so I was all, I was already waiting to, like, give that energy, like, hey, we're new friends. We've got to work together for a, a couple of months, right? But um, <laughs> and then, like, I saw him approaching and, like, I didn't recognise him. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, he'd, he'd lost, like, half his body weight and he was in costume and I was just like, fucking hell, Right. Um, but then, like, as he came to the lift, knowing that Glenn had worked with him the day before, and Glenn didn't step up and be like, oh, hey, man, like, Glenn was just, like, quietly stood in the lift saying nothing. And, like, everyone around him just had this whole, like, giving him his space sort of vibe. But Joaquin came into the lift. He wasn't Joaquin. It was Arthur Fleck came into the lift. (laughs) This really quiet, awkward guy came into the lift. And I was just like... I'm so glad I didn't do me and be like, hey, man. <laughs> I was just like, okay, Lee, oh. as much as you want, yeah, as much as you want to be his new buddy, shut the fuck up and don't say anything. So I was just there. Like, <laughs> I am so relieved. I literally <laughs> thought you was about to tell me yeah, that yeah. you started jumping up no, and down like, no, no. hi, Joaquin, how are you? No, 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 How's no. everything? <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm Lee. I'm going to yeah. play Gary. <laughs> no, no. No, so I was I just... You could just you read the room. <laughs> yeah, you could instantly feel it. I was just like, wow, this guy's doing something else. You hear me? I was like, this guy's doing something else. And, uh, but yeah, it was just like, it was amazing to see that and then to see how it translated to like every time we were on set, you know, he would improvise every scene, every shot, every time was different. He, he just improvised the whole time. You had to just be on your toes, work with him, and he's, a fucking creative genius. Well, I and know, Todd Phillips as well. Well, I know Todd likes to improvise a lot of his movies. He doesn't like to really... He likes to feel the moment. Yeah. He doesn't feel that comedy should be scripted. And I guess yeah, like, yeah. Psycho, psychopaths shouldn't be scripted either or anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. He just goes with the moment, doesn't he? Which is quite yeah, nice. Yeah. So did you get a chance to loosely play a role? Or did you have to stick to the script? How much of... What you did. Well, you you can't you you know. I have to. I know the script in and out. But like, the thing is, when the main character is improvising, you have to just be able to go off script and go with what he's doing. You know what I mean? Mm. So, we did so many different versions, and, and that was that made it kind of cool when I, I went to see the film for the first time at the premiere. Um, I didn't know what versions of each scene was going to be in the film because it felt to me like every time we, we did it, it was different. Oh, Cause nice. Like would, Rakim would always just throw different things at me and I'd be like, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> so that look of terror in your face was actually a real look of terror. Yeah. Because <laughs> you didn't know what the like, fuck he was going to do yeah. next. No, but I, love, I loved it. I loved seeing, like, the, the, like, real improvised crazy bits that made it into the final thing, like... You know what, like, okay, so imagine me, like, I've got, like, really little legs, right? And, obviously. Um, but then, like, <laughs> then there's, like, Glenn Fleshler, fucking huge dude, right, who's just been killed and he's in the corridor. Sorry, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the film. But he's, like, yeah. dead, on the, dead on the floor. right? And there's, like, no room at all to squeeze past. 
But as I'm looking down, and I've got to try and manoeuvre and get over Glenn's big old feet and legs and skirt <laughs> past against the wall to... Because I've got... To, I know I've got to end up by the door to try and get out, right? Yeah. But there's a, there's a lot of obstacles, right? There's a lot of fucking obstacles. So I'm there. I, I'm, I'm looking at Joaquin, who's sat there looking like he's about to kill me. And he looks fucking terrified. <laughs> and then, but I've also, in my head, I've got to be aware of, like, Glenn's big old fucking foot that I've got to try and step over. Right? So I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to carefully get over him so I don't fall over. Right? And then out of nowhere, Joaquin just goes, Mah! and I'm like, fucking, and like, that wasn't in the script. And like, I love that that made it into the actual film. He just jumped at me out of nowhere. Yeah, I remember I, that bit. So that wasn't actually in the script. He just went, Rah! no, oh, I shit fun. myself. Yeah, I was <laughs> fucking terrified. I was like, why did you do that? <laughs> you know, I was like, I, I was struggling to get over Glenn's leg as it was, and he fucking jumped at me. Well, that's almost <laughs> even better that, that you're so frantically trying to get out and there's so many obstacles in front of you. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. makes it just glorious, doesn't it? Because we're yeah. in the audience. Because um, I, I was actually there at that premiere. We, we had a chat, didn't we, that day? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember or did you just think, oh, there's just another fan no, I remember. I remember. No, I remember right at the end. You yeah, were wearing yeah. a really great green dress. I remember shit. I wasn't wearing green, Lee. You fucking was. I weren't. I was in red. You weren't. I was in red. This is what I mean about all you actors. You're all the same. Don't remember shit. I will show you the. You were wearing. You you were wearing a great red dress, blue dress. I was pretty sure it was green, wasn't it? We had a picture together. No, I know. Yeah, and you took a picture of me and my parents. I remember you. Yeah, I was in red. Were you? Yeah, I'll have to show you later. Anyway, don't worry about that. I am, I'm completely, for, I'm completely forgettable. Shit. I understand, you know, I'm just like, no, no I, I fully it's, it's remember completely... you. All right, well, it took a long time to get ready. That's all I'm saying. So at least you could do is just remember what fucking colour my clothes were. Anyway. All right, what colour was, what colour was my suit? Black. And he's a little no, tie on. I, I, I had a fucking purple jacket on. I had a purple jacket no, on. No, you didn't. I did. I had a purple jacket on. Right. I did because I had a I had a purple jacket for London and a green suit for LA because I was like, hey, Joker colours. Oh, they are. Yeah, but they're not yeah. the right Joker colours, are they? No, not for this one. Not for they're this not new one. But tra- traditional. Yeah, yeah. But you saw what I was doing. I did. I did. It is typically the Joker colours, the purple. It always has been. It was only Todd that changed it. You know, it's, it's yeah. been named colours for the years. But I think it was cool. It was cool to make it, like, standalone, separate. Yeah. So do you stay in contact with any of the cast? Or is that it now? Done. We hate each other. Yeah, it looked like <laughs> it. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I don't know. It's been a bit of a weird year, hasn't it? Like, it has, you know, yeah. um, we had a great time, like, I mean, it was the best ride of my life, like, after the film came out, then we had, um, you know, the award season and that, so I did... Oh, God, you were um, everywhere, didn't you? I know, yeah. Yeah, we did, like, Golden Globes, yeah, BAFTAs, Oscars. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. Was um, there anything that you wish that you could have said to Joaquin at the time that you didn't get to say... When you look back and go, oh, I wish I'd said that or I wish I'd made an effort to do this. No, I mean, like, um, the great thing was, like, obviously, you know, he, he's got his own, like, process and his way of working. And, um, you know, for me, like, this was a new sort of level of opportunity and position to be in. Mm. So it was just, like, giving him his respect and let him be the one to approach me to get to know me when it was right for him with what he was doing, mm. you know. And it was really nice. I think by the by the end of us filming together, you know, there'd been a few times where sort of half in character or whatever, he'd, he'd approached me and started conversations and um, I felt like we had sort of... I, th- I feel like I kind of managed to break through the wall and make a friend throughout yeah. his... <laughs> I think I, I... Well, I I know I had. I know I'd managed <laughs> to break through the wall and make a friend of him 
like through his uh, method acting because like the moment he turned up to the London uh, premiere, as soon as he saw me, he was just like, Lee, dude, like, and like ever since, you know, at all the award ceremonies and premieres, like every time he sees me, he immediately gets on his knees, gives me a big cuddle. He always kisses me on the cheek and like chats to me for ages. He's the best. Yeah, it's almost like he's out of the the method acting now. He's back yeah, to working, and, it, and, and he can be. And that's friend. it. Like it was, it was, it was really lovely. Like there, there was a couple of times on set where we have like we had chats, but like I was still a little bit like, yeah, uh, you know, because he he was he was a little bit on on like a little bit in character and a bit on edge. Uh, but it was really. I think it he's was, just a bit awkward anyway, isn't he? He's yeah, yeah. always a bit, a bit off. No, but no, but like literally, every time I've seen him since at the premieres and at the award ceremonies, um, he's just got all the time in the world. He's the loveliest man. And at the London premiere, when I took my mum and dad, you know, proudest moment of their lives, and Joaquin came been. in, he gave me a big, big cuddle and a kiss, and he, I was just like, hey man, like my parents are here, like, is it okay if I take you to meet my parents? And he was just like, like, hell yeah, dude, like, let's go meet him. Like, and, uh, yeah, he just stood there chatting to my mum and dad for, for ages. And it was just like him and Todd just getting to know my parents. And yeah, he's a, he's the best. He's so cool. And like, we had, we had a lovely moment at the end of the Oscars, like, and we were at the Warner Brothers party and, uh, you know, he, he's a bit awkward when there's, like, too much attention trying to get, like, too many people wanting photos and stuff like that. And he was just there trying to enjoy his night and his moment with his family, you know. And, uh, mm. but, like, so I was like, oh, I'm not going to go and bug him. Like, cause I, I spoke to him the week before at the BAFTAs. I was like, you know, I'm not going to go and bug him or whatever. But then there was just this, like, lull of people fucking harassing him. And uh, we were like, I was nearby with Steve, my buddy Steve. I took him everywhere, by the way, Steve, because he <laughs> had... Because in my... Yeah, because I was like, hey, I wouldn't have got this without him. So I was like, any opportunity that comes from that shit is his as well, right? Right. So, like, me and Steve were there having some free cocktails. I love all these parties with the free drinks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we were there, and uh, finally there was, like, people had backed off and left some space. And I spotted, like, working there, and, like, we caught eye... Um, so I went over and we chatted. I was just like, congratulated him. And uh, he came down to his knees as usual, gave me a cuddle. And I was like, we, we had a chat. Because in my mind, I was just like, hey, this might be the last fucking time I see this guy. You know, and I was like, this has Aww. been a life-changing thing. And I was just like thanking him, saying, you know, how much of an inspiration he's been and everything. And like, <laughs> me and him almost like, both of us almost crying. He was just like, thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. I was just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's emotional, though. Yeah. I think the whole of the UK were just behind you and just cheering you on so much because, you know, obviously we know you from Celebrity Juice and that was a big yeah. moment for you. And the fact that a British guy had made it into the best, biggest film of 2019 as almost like you know, like a sidekick yeah. almost. It was a big thing, and I think everybody was really proud of you. We were over the moon for you. Oh. Do you did you get recognised in the street at all? Like, how was the fan base thing yeah, going after that? Yeah, I get I get recognised. Like, it, it depends, you know. I get recognised here and there. I think, what was like, it like at the time? Is, um, see, I don't mind it, because, like, when people recognise you, they're, they're really polite and, it, like, nice about it. Do you know what I mean? Like... But a lot of the time, obviously, because the characters and stuff I've done on TV and, and film, they don't dress the same as me and things like that. So I think a lot of the time I, I hear people being like, is that, is that that guy? But, like, too scared <laughs> to ask. Do you know what I mean? Like, in case in case I'm like, no, do you think all, all little people look the same? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I think I get away. I think I get away without, like, I don't get as much hassle as most people, I think. Because I think, think people, people are worried were scared. about yeah, yeah. In case they got it wrong, uh, but like yeah, when but I you did don't get recognised, the same. Like, you I, know, different... I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but like, it's very obviously like, you. Yeah, yeah. No, but like, I don't dress remotely like any of my characters I've played. You know, so like, people are a little bit like, I wonder. You know, mm. so I've got to um, ask about the famous scene 
you know, the one that everyone just went crazy about, which is obviously what we just spoke about. The the part where <laughs> they had locked the door and you couldn't get out and obviously the lock yeah. was really high <laughs> and you would and yeah. you were like, go on, run for your life, just get out. And you were like, I can't. It was very high. That, that thing was obscenely high. <laughs> <laughs> was that part of the script? How was that approach to you? Was okay. you offended? No, I didn't get offended. <laughs> But do they have to say, look, we've got a bit of a joke, it's, you know... No, it was in the script. It was in the script I got originally before I knew it was Joker. No, okay. but a lot about, so, like, that thing, it was in the original script, but originally, like, once I've stepped over Randall, I'm meant to go to the door, I can't open it. I ask Arthur to help me, and then he's meant to just come up, open it, and I'm meant to run. That's it, uh-huh. right? So, like, but this motherfucker, Joaquin, <coughs> he likes to go the extra mile. I remember, like, the first time he did this where he changed it, I shit myself, right? Because I've seen him improvise and, like, there's one improvising bit he did um, in the locker room where he ended up punching the hell out of this uh, clock thing and smashing it to pieces. Right? I've seen him Was that an improvisation? Did... Yeah, yeah, he made that up. Like, oh, my God. We were God. all just like, what is he doing? Um, so I've seen him do these crazy things improvising. Um, and in the script, he's, I'm going to not reach the thing. I'm going to say, hey, Arthur, can you get the log? He's going <laughs> to come. He's going to open it and I'm going to leave. And that's going to be it, right? But I remember like the first time like he walked up, he, he undid, undid the chain. <laughs> he opened the door like an inch and then closed it again. <laughs> and then I... And then I took a step back, and in my head, I'm thinking, what the fuck is he doing? Oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, and then I was, like, looking down to the floor, like, trying to make eye contact with Glenn, who was playing dead on the floor. But, like, he wasn't looking at me. I was I was hoping for some kind of, like, backup. <laughs> in case in case in case Wagner just decided, I think it would be more fun if my character kills Gary. Like I was, I was thinking like nobody's fucking prepared me for any kind of fight training here. Like, I, I someone like, no, help me. Yeah, I was like, if this scene has changed and I need to get killed, like I need some kind of, I need to like. But he was just like, I need stop. armor. He I just, need body armor. Yeah, yeah. He just had this like painted white face and he was just like looking down at me. And I, I kept making like little glimpses up at him. But then I was just like, <laughs> I saw, fuck. I saw it, I saw it. But then I'm thinking, like, okay, where is everyone? I was like, the camera guys aren't close enough to help. I was just like, hoping Glenn would open his eyes and realize there's a situation. I was just like, what am I going to do? I was like, I've seen how crazy you can get. I was like, I'm going to get beaten up. <laughs> I, I was so scared because it wasn't meant to be, it was not meant to be happening. I was meant to have gone already. But it, wow. it turned into like, it turned into a beautiful moment. Like, cause I think like that line he made up, like, Gary, you were the only one that was ever nice to me. I think that was like the perfect way to end that scene. <gasps> and it almost yeah. um it almost raised suspicion, didn't it? Do you know what I'm talking about? What do you mean? It almost raised suspicion because if you were a hardcore fan yeah. of Joker, you will know that back in the day when he first ever got rid of Harley. He had a sidekick, didn't he? Well, he had a, yeah, his sidekick even before he met Harley was a guy was it called before Gaggy. Harley? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but th- then when he met Harley, uh, Gaggy became jealous because he was always Joker's sidekick and Gaggy didn't like that he was falling in love with this Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, so then in the comic books, it gets to the point where Gaggy manipulates the situation uh, pretends to be Joker and uh, traps Harley Quinn and poses. he's posing as Joker and Gaggy ends up killing Harley Quinn because he's jealous of her relationship with Joker because oh. Gaggy is Gaggy is Joker's original psychic. Psychic, yeah. yeah. So do you not think that that's a bit strange? That suddenly... Well, look, I'm, I'm not going to beat around the bush anymore. 
I think you lot are hiding that there's a fucking sequel because that is too connected. I'm not being funny, right? <laughs> Let's think about it. Arthur, he clearly says yeah. you're his only friend, right? He says yeah. you're his only... Well, no, you're the only one that was ever nice to him. Boom, the bond's cemented. Now, Gaggy, who is very much like you, right? Gaggy, yeah. Gary, Gaggy, Gary... Like, it's too, it's too close. So is it either Todd's had some very clever writing or there's something in the water? I think they just like leaving uh, a little bit of mystery and leaving things up to other people's interpretation. Um, you know, fucking obviously, I'd love there to be a sequel, you know? Well, there's been a lot of rumours. Been... Yeah, there's been a lot of rumours. A, a lot of stupid websites write shit they don't even know about. Um, like, there's been little chats amongst people, like, oh, it would be great to do something else, but there's been absolutely nothing official, like, until someone signs a contract. Yeah, Like, I always. think, obviously, I think, I think, obviously, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers made way more money out of that film than they ever expected to make. Like, I think it was a bit of a gamble from the start to do a film like that, you know, uh, as especially with today, how popular superhero films are, comic book movies, you know, to suddenly do a film which is based on a villain, you know, and to do it as an R-rated movie and not, you know, you're automatically halving your your potential uh, customers, you know, <laughs> like yeah. potential viewers. Like, so, you know, like they filmed it as more of a, an old school film, you know, so they could do it on more of a thriller budget rather than it didn't need all this like CGI budget like a yeah. Marvel movie. So yeah. they could do it for for the price of uh, a thriller movie and they shot it in a more old school way. Like it was all set in reality, so there was none none of this like fantasy element that is usually involved with comic book films. So um it was a big risk to do a film like that, but because of the way they were doing it they could do it on a a more reasonable cost to make it less of a risk. But um, my manager right now, he, he works, my manager works for Village Roadshow. Um, so he was there, obviously one of the, it was Village Roadshow and Warner Brothers produced Joker. And uh, so he he's told me all of the sort of predictions they had for Joker. You know, he was one of the guys that had to make the decision for <laughs> whether they go for it or not. And, uh, yeah, the film just massively outdid what they expected it to ever possibly do. So I think the studios... So will you're be saying that there f- is um, enough money in the bank if they wanted to do another no, one? No, no, I, th- I think, like, the thing is, like, the studios are obviously, offer the success, they're going to be wanting sequels, you know. Um, but... To, for it to work, it needs to be. It needs to be the same team. It needs to be. It needs to be Todd, Joaquin, Scott Silver, Emma producing. Like, it needs to be the same team. And like you know, like, Joaquin is very openly said for years. He doesn't want to be ever a part of franchises and things like that. Although you know, Joker is a character that he is interested in. But he also revisiting. said. Yeah, this is one of the films that he wouldn't mind revisiting. Yeah, yeah. And Todd was quite but, firm saying no, 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 no. But now he's yeah, yeah. not so firm. Now he's a yeah, little bit but I mean, maybe, like, maybe. Todd, Todd, Todd won't do it. Todd won't do it without Wikin. No. But I no, mean, like no, Wikin's just had Wikin, Yeah, Wikin's just had a baby. You know, the yeah. guy needs some time. The world's gone to shit right now, mm. right? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's not the time to be. Like it's a it's a shitty time for the movie industry. Like spending money like on these movies that like when cinemas aren't open, people can't buy tickets to go and see it. Like if you start making things too early before you've got a certainty of cinemas being open, you're almost throwing away money. You know, like these investors in these huge films, they need cinemas to be open to get a guarantee on their like. Guaranteed return on their investments. So. Well, look what they're doing um, now. They're charging ridiculous money for 
previews on. Oh yeah, to, like to rent it at home. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Rent it. Like, it's but like I a mean, like of... I see. But see, I don't mind it because I mean, like they've got to do what they can, you know. Like, oh, of course, of course. Yeah, Absolutely. but like, yeah. But I mean, I, I think, yeah, they're going to be finishing off projects that have already been in the works. Um, but I think with new things of that scale, you know, of that importance, like if they do a Joker two, it's going to be huge importance and um, the expectancy, like the expectations from the production companies is going to be so high. They wouldn't want to risk throwing it out there and producing it too early when cinemas not, might not be open by the time it's ready, you know? Yeah. Um, I think at the moment it's perfect time to wait because give working time to, you know, be a new dad, like... And like the lot, if you leave it a few years and let the buzz build up off the first one and then do a sequel, like that's kind of perfect timing, really. You know, there'll be even more buzz about it. Um, people will be excited to be going to the cinema again, like because it'll be new again. Like, oh, I can't so wait. Yeah, I, I hope there's a sequel, obviously, because <laughs> I want to do it again. But if there is a sequel, there's absolutely a role for you. It would be a shame. It would be shame to let that massive plot hole escape, don't you think? Well, I've been, you know, I've been, you know, me when I'm drunk. <laughs> I, I, there's been some conversations at like award ceremonies. I've been, I've like cornered um, Scott Silver out of Todd, chatting about it, trying to dig for some information. And they seem to be pretty excited about it, like, oh, yeah, there's lots of ideas we could do. So, yeah. He's like that, though. He just goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said to him, um, (laughs) I said, but you know what, you don't want to put Harley in, Todd. You want to put the first girlfriend in. Do you know about the first girlfriend? No. He had a first girlfriend before Harley... Obviously, yeah, she she weren't a nutter, but she got murdered. And that's what actually started the whole thing, right? right. Well, hey, look, maybe that's Sophie. Well, that would be great. That would be absolutely brilliant. But I said that and then you went... And hey, she's lovely. Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats is so cool. Yeah. I think she had a brilliant role. I think think the whole team... Was fantastic. It was very, very well casted, especially you. Yeah. Ah, oh, thanks. And it was I was really fantastic. proud. I was really proud when uh, when we won in we won the BAFTA for best casting, and it came up on screen like uh, me, like my face, like doing a little scene and stuff. It was like best casting Joker. I was like, yeah, <laughs> best casting <laughs> Lee Gill. <laughs> yeah, you found you found me. <laughs> <laughs> you are the winner. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, let us know. I'm going to wrap this up now and let you get drunk. Now, there is one question. <laughs> I've had a fan question that, that somebody wanted me okay. to ask you. Right? I don't think you're going to want to answer this one though. Do you want me okay, to ask I'll it? Yeah, yeah. Go on, I'm intrigued now. No, no, it's a bit of a horrendous question to be honest. And I'm very sorry to oh, ask really? it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm even more interested now. Are you ready? Yeah. Out of Heath and Joaquin, who is the better Joker? Obviously, I'm going to say Joaquin. <laughs> oh, no, no questions. No, like, I thought you was going to be like, oh, I can't. No, you know? no, no, no. But hang on, hang on, hang on. Like, okay, so, you know, Heath, Heath Ledger was an incredible actor and his performance as Joker was groundbreaking it was so different at the time and it was phenomenal right mm-hmm. um but then you know his character was just a small part of a batman movie do you know yeah. what i mean yeah you didn't see any kind of uh backstory or development to that character he just appeared he was already a fully developed character and he just did some crazy shit and he was only in it for a little bit of the movie right um and it kind of left you frustrated that you didn't know more about him. Whereas mm. Joaquin, you got to see how he turned into the Joker and it was the whole movie. There's not one scene without Joaquin in it. That's what's so unique about Joker. The whole scene, the whole film follows him. 
You know, there's no cutaway scenes of what other people are doing elsewhere. The whole film is just following him as a character. And his life, yeah. So, yeah, so you've you got to know more about Joaquin's Joker. you got to see how he became the Joker. And, um, and we're almost more... rooting for him, aren't we? Which is yeah, weird. Exactly. I've never rooted yeah. for a psycho was, in my that life. That was it. And, yeah, like, Heath Ledger was a part of a Batman franchise that had already been established, and he just appeared out of nowhere as this psycho, and he was in one film, like, here or there, and then he was gone, you know? And, like, you know, Heath Ledger is one of the fucking greatest actors of our generation, no doubt, you know? Um, And it would have been amazing to see more of him as the Joker back then, Mm. you know? Um, But I just think, like, Joaquin had more of an opportunity to put on a uh more of a well just more of a he had more of an opportunity to portray a character and give more depth to it mm. you know yeah. he had a whole film working had a whole film you know but yeah. yeah both both there without a doubt like you can't you can't find any kind of fault with either of those performances no you know? No, but you can only pick yeah, one, but, and you've made your and choice. And I love, and I, I love, yeah. And I, it's because it's my buddy, and he, he was yeah, nice you're to my mum. He was nice. He was nice to my mum. That's always yeah, the winner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, for me, I'm, I'm obviously I'm always going to say Joaquin. He's my fucking buddy. Yeah, yeah, man. We're rooting for you, Lee, yeah. and we really hope that this second. One comes up, and in, and if not, we want to see you do other stuff because we think you're great. You're doing it for for the UK. I've got some stuff coming. Yeah, well, let us know. Definitely, we'd love to hear it. And no, also, when you come home and lockdown's over, let's hang. Let's hang out. We're neighbours. We're neighbours, man. <laughs> right, Lee, I'm off. See you later. It's been lovely talking to you. Stay in touch. You too. Yeah? Lovely speaking to you. Mwah. See you soon. Take Mwah. care, darling. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> How do I hang up?